going on, everybody? It is Fabs. It's Bob Harris. It's the Believe Fantasy Football Show right here. Guys, we have got a lot to cover. Uh, and Bob Harris, last week was Bimageddon because we had six teams <laughs> off. It felt like Armageddon because, <laughs> like, everybody got hurt. You know, I'm not one of those people who says, wow, the injuries are so much worse this year than every other year. Yet I'm starting to think injuries are worse this year. I, I definitely <laughs> yes, think, like, you know, I, I mean, we'll go back after the season and do counts and everything and see. But, I mean, up to this point, it's, it's just the big name players definitely seems like they're hitting hard. I think the volatility is hitting hard this year, too. The NFL's evil uh, plan has come to fruition, right? I mean, they want everything to be equal. They want every game to be a one-score game and for the outcomes to be totally uncertain. So, <clears throat> look, it starts with the design of the football. It's an oblong spheroid, so it bounces funny ways. And from there, they've instituted all kinds of rules that make it so any given Sunday is, is a thing. And it's just, you know, how many survivor pools uh, uh, got whacked last night when the uh, Bengals beat the Jaguars? It's just, uh, you know, it's that kind of season. Yeah, we're going to get into that game here in a minute, but we've got a lot to cover uh, on the program today between the waiver wire, which is actually got a lot of options because of all the injuries. Uh, we'll, of course, talk about what we saw in terms of the backfield trends. Uh, we'll be bobbing for bargains as well and uh, talking about some players maybe that are under the radar and our favorite segment. You know what it is, Bob Harris. It is must start or get mm. smart. But before we get into that, the holiday season is off and rolling. With NFL in full stride and the NBA and the NHL, they're hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, you got it all. Predictions, you know, Bet Online, it's the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just for the big four either. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips for. Uh, desktop and mobile access anytime for almost any sport that is played uh, from MMA to international soccer. You know, Bob Harris is a big fan of international soccer. Oh, yeah. I can't name one soccer player. Uh, head to uh, bet online today. And remember, use the promo code believe B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. So before we get into looking ahead, Bob, let's look at Monday night. And I got to be honest with you. I was pretty pleased with what I saw in many respects. First off, it was a good game. And we haven't seen a lot of those in prime yeah. time. It was a very good game. And by the way, uh, the upcoming Thursday night game is Steelers-Patriots. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not going to be good. going to love those seven points. <laughs> Let's go first with maybe, actually not maybe, it definitely was the biggest surprise of Monday night, and maybe the biggest surprise of the entire weekend, Jake Browning. Threw for 354. He had two touchdowns, one on the ground, and scored almost 27 points, Bob Harris. He's got the Colts coming up next. Is Jake Browning a waiver wire ad? Jake Browning is a block. You know, hopefully you have better options that are even more consistently productive. But if you're or one of your opponents or someone else in your league is in dire straits, grab them up, stash them on the end of your bench and keep them from getting them. <clears throat> These games are in him. I think more important for fantasy managers is, like, you know, you know, I've been ringing this bell since the preseason fabs, like less than ideal quarterback situations are not, not having a quarterback. So for some of the top talents at wide receiver, we tend to get up in our feels about this. Oh, Jamar Chase is playing with Jake Browning. This is the worst I thing was, ever. I was right there, man. I was <laughs> right. Well, 
I think yeah. it's, a, it's a natural response to these situations. Right? You know, look, we've seen it with Garrett Wilson too, where you know Zach Wilson kind of fueled his fire enough to keep us satisfied. Mm-hmm. Not so much with Boyle. Maybe not so much with Simeon. Maybe we'll cycle through all those guys, and if Zach wants to, maybe he'll be back. Um, so I, I do think that there's something to be said for you know block a block move with Browning. I don't know that I want to trust that every week, but I do feel right. a little more confident playing uh, Jamar Chase uh, going forward. Me too. And again, Colts next week. Now on the other side, big injury. Uh, the Jaguars lost Trevor Lawrence. It looked bad. He got stepped on. He got bent over awkwardly. Yeah. Um, everyone on social media was wondering where the carts are in Jacksonville because he was right. right that was a little bit strange. Come Maybe on, he Jack wanted on. to come off the field like that and not in a cart. Uh, what's the latest on Lawrence? Because it, it seems like <clears throat> we're going to see some CJ Beathard here, Bob. You'll be happy to know that he did ride a cart out to the parking lot afterwards. They okay. did have one. And, and and also, not to be overlooked, Christian Kirk was on that cart with him uh, with the groin injury that he suffered on the very first play of many parlays yeah. with the dust at that moment. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're calling it a sprain still. And I know if Cameron Wolf from NFL Network was in the locker room and he said teammates were talking to him and smiling as they walked away. And it didn't seem to be like a real ominous mood. Uh, so, you know, I'm taking that as a positive, but we'll see. I mean, it, yeah. you know, as you gauge where the, the, the teammate stepped on him, was that a high sprain? Is that, you know, is that a mid, right. mid sprain, low sprain? So we'll get more information on that, but he will miss time and see CJ Beathard's going to get the call. So I'm not this confident week, in him. we've got CJ Beathard against Joe Flacco. I, I tweeted that out last night and it got a lot of retweets. The bad quarterback matchups that we have uh, and Bob will, Bob and I will talk about that. Uh, on Thursday, I mean, Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky, it, it's gross. And the, Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield, um, Tommy DeVito is going to be starting. Mm. I, I mean, Jordan loves a, a good quarterback, but it quarterback is gross. It really is. So it was actually good to see Jake Browning go out and put up a good stat line because maybe we can have a little faith in starting him if need be. Uh, back to the Bengals, Joe Mixon had a big game with uh, well over 100 scrimmage yards, had a few touchdowns, mm-hmm. almost 30 points. Uh, Bob mentioned Jamar Chase. Thank God. Huge game, 11 catches, 149, uh, touchdown and over 31 fantasy points. T. Higgins, not so much, not really a startable guy right now. Uh, only three catches on the night in his first game back from an injury. On the Jaguars side, Bob mentioned Christian Kirk out uh, last, last night, played one snap, which sucked. Uh, as someone who had him, I still pulled out a win, but still sucked. Uh, Travis Etienne had a big game with almost 18 fantasy points. Calvin Ridley, even though Christian Kirk didn't play most of the game, he only had four catches and 7.3 points. That's what you get with Ridley, the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys. Evan Ingram finally got into the end zone, had his best game of the season, nine catches, 82 yards, 23.3 fantasy points, has a really bad matchup next week against Cleveland, but at least on Monday night, he was very good. Uh, are we picking up Zay Jones now with Christian Kirk banged up, uh, Bob? Is that going to be a player that we're going to be looking at? Yeah, I hope he gets a little more run. Parker Washington seemed to have a, a legit role. Yeah, he looked pretty good, right? <laughs> right. Don't know if I'm digging that deep, but if we're bobbing for bargains, he, you know, he's a he's nearly a qualifier for that. Would like a little more information. Would love it if Trevor Lawrence was still his quarterback. Some of those things might conspire against him. C.J. Beathard, to his credit, you know, came and played well. I was wondering who the emergency quarterback was because Beathard looked like he hurt his wrist at one point. Yeah, so he did, yeah. That was a little nerve-inducing there. So, <clears throat> and they didn't have another quarterback on the roster last night. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I do think Zay Jones is the is the natural pickup there. Now let's go into uh, the injuries. And 
We have two teams on a bye this week. That's it. Cardinals, Commanders. <clears throat> you know, you're losing some good players there, but uh, it's not by Mageddon. We just talked about Lawrence. Uh, C.J. Beathard will likely start if Lawrence misses any time. And then you've got a few other quarterbacks that got hurt. Derek Carr is in concussion protocol. My guess is that Jameis Winston will start this week for New Orleans. Uh, the matchup's not great against Carolina. Uh, Derek Carr is not what you would call a reliable or productive fantasy quarterback. So ask Mike Thomas. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't mind the move to Winston, <clears throat> especially as it pertains to Chris Olave. Uh, the Steelers, they play Thursday night against the Patriots. The line total is 30. 30. Bet the under, and I don't bet the under. Uh, insane. <laughs> Kenny Pickett uh, is out. He had a surgical procedure on his eye ankle, uh, and it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. Running backs, and these hurt Bob, uh, literally and figuratively. Ramondre Stevenson, Bob, I don't know that we'll see him again this year. Why bring him back? If he's going to miss two or three weeks, dude, the season's <clears> over. The Patriots stink. So he, it may be the Zeke Elliott show the rest of the season. We'll talk about him <clears> uh, when we look at the waiver wire. Uh, Brian Robinson was injured, uh, but the commanders are off this week. Still, you could pick up Antonio Gibson. Zach Charbonnet, Bob, what's the latest on him? Because he got hurt too. And yeah. Ken Walker <clears> obviously is not 100%. Are we maybe looking at DJ Dallas this week against San Francisco? It's possible. We'll we'll wait and see. I, I'm hopeful for Kenneth Walker. I mean, a 10-day turnaround wow. plus the time missed, you know, and, and, and also for Charbonnet. We haven't had any injury updates from Pete Carroll yet. And when the, we get them, they'll be overly optimistic, and it'll be hard to tell what the hell's going on because Pete Carroll right. does that. Um, so <clears throat> DJ Dallas may be an option off the waiver wire. It's not a good one, but, I mean, it's a no. warm body. Uh, Amari Cooper, Bob, what's the latest on, on his status? He's been banged up the last <clears throat> few weeks. I was feeling good about Flacco being his quarterback, and it looked like things were going to go well, uh, and then Coop went down. Are we looking concussion. at Elijah Moore being the number one this week? Yeah, with a concussion. I mean, Chris Olave made it back in a week, so it's doable. Uh, but you know, what you want to watch is the, the clues are limited practice Wednesday is a pretty good sign for these players if they get that early concussion. And if they get to the full practice on Friday, odds are they'll be cleared, assuming they remain symptom-free. So that's what you'll be watching for. Look, I think Joe Flacco, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson remains in the concussion protocol as well. Uh, I can't imagine you want to go back to him. No. Uh, you know, if you're a team contending for a playoff with that defense, I think Joe Flacco gives you a better chance. If that's the case, then Elijah Moore is a thing, right? I think, yeah. you know, yep. there's a connection built in from their time together, Flacco and Moore, in New York mm -hmm. uh, with the Jets. And I'm yep. telling you, the Jets are probably wishing they had – uh, had the foresight to make a move like this with Joe Flacco. Apparently the arm is still elite. And I had concerns like, you know, maybe he could dominate a seven on seven, but you know, when all the bodies are flying around, would he, would he be hold up and be up to speed? He looked perfectly fine. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so in fact, looks like an upgrade over what they've had for most of the season, including mostly Deshaun Watson for most, you know, a couple of games of goodness from him. But yeah, so if Mark Cooper's back, I'm happy for him, but I like Elijah Moore too. Uh, we mentioned Christian Kirk uh, went out with the groin injury. Uh, not sure when we're going to see him next. Zay Jones would be the the pivot. And then Christian Watson, who had another big game. Like, I don't know what it is about touchdowns in the second half of seasons, but Watson's been <laughs> uh, a guy who's getting into the end zone lately again. Uh, but he got hurt in that Green Bay game, that surprising win over <laughs> Kansas City. Uh, what's the latest on Watson? And uh, regardless, I'm loving Jaden Reed coming up in week 14. Yeah, we may talk about this situation when we start bobbing for bargains. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we don't know about Watson. I thought it was encouraging that he didn't leave the field, right? They didn't take him into the locker room immediately. He was there for the end of the game. So maybe right. it was something minor. It almost, you know, I was like, oh, maybe just a cramp. So we'll see. The hamstring was an issue for him earlier this year, though. So this is something to watch. All right. You just mentioned it. 
It's the segment <clears throat> we've all been waiting for all week long. Bobbin for bargains. Here we go. I, I want like Price is Right music uh, going on in the background there, Toss. So we're going to go through the top waiver wire ads of the week. But first, we are going to go to Bob Harris, the man, the myth, the legend, the legendary king, who's going to give us some under the radar ads that we, we may want to take a look at here uh, this week. Go ahead, Bob. Since we were on the subject of Green Bay, Dontavian Wicks had a bigger role early this season when Watson was out. In the first four games of the year, he averaged 36 snaps a game. Since then, he's been down in the 20 range. Expect that to go back up if Watson's out. And he's also kind of direct backup for Reed, too, and he's been a little nicked up at times. Mm -hmm. uh, so far this season, 202 snaps out wide, 84 in the slot, targeted 36 times, 23 catches, 374 yards, and a touchdown uh, in week two. So four games with four receptions. <clears throat> he's going to be flying under the radar. Go snag him just in case. And, and I'm going to say another guy on by Michael Carter, uh, you know, J James Conner was fine, much better than anybody I think expected against yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, but were something to happen. Michael Carter, we saw against the Rams two weeks ago, fourth quarter, he had the, the role to himself might be a piece just to build some depth in case, especially if you're a James Conner investor. All right, let's get into the, the rest of the waiver wire ads. Uh, we'll start at the quarterback position. Uh, we, we mentioned Jameis Winston as an ad with Derek Carr and the concussion protocol. Jake Browning also has got to be in the mix right now after that big game against Jacksonville. Bob, if you had to start one quarterback this week, say you're in a super flex league, are you picking up Browning or Winston for this week's games? I'd probably pick up Winston. Uh, you know, the gunslinger has got some good weapons. Not that Jake Browning doesn't, uh, just a little more history with me for me with Watson, with Winston. And also, I mean, you know, Alvin Kamara there, Rashid Shahid should be back. I think some good weapons for him. Uh, running backs. And we're actually, I wouldn't say deep, but there's some options because of the injuries. Uh, Antonio Gibson is still available in a lot of leagues and the commanders are off this week. So you may want to add him just in case, add him and stash him in case Robinson misses extended time. Uh, but Zeke Elliott's going to be the number one ad at running back uh, in most leagues, available in over 40% of leagues right now, actually over 50% of leagues on Yahoo. Um, Zeke's got Pittsburgh this week. I don't know that Ramondre is going to be back at all this season. Uh, Zeke Elliott is going to be a very popular ad. Tajay Spears, Bob, might have been the big ad. But right. then we found out that Derrick Henry was not in concussion protocol, which means he's going to play against Miami on Monday night. Um, I'll actually be at that game. So I, I would still pick up Tajay Spears, especially if I have Derrick Henry as insurance just in case. Uh, but I don't know that you're going to be able to start him this week. Uh, Roshan Johnson, another player who before the bye was the top back for Chicago. Deontay Foreman's coming back this week, we think. But still, Roshan's a young guy. You could roster him and maybe stash him on your bench. Pass protection looks like it's going to keep him in the game. And on Spears, it looks like December Derrick's coming back. Mike Vrabel's angry. He's firing people. He wants to win some games. I bet he leans heavily on Henry, maybe even more heavily than we've seen so far this year. Moving on to wide receivers, Noah Brown's going to be the big ad because unfortunately Tank Dell went down uh, with an injury and he's going to miss the rest of the season. And that's a big loss from a fantasy perspective. Uh, because Tank Dell had been really lighting it up. Uh, Brown available in more than 50% of leagues on Yahoo. Problem is he got the Jets this week. Not a great matchup, but certainly worth a roster spot. Uh, Curtis Samuel came, same thing. Uh, worth the roster spot. Stash him. The commanders, again, are on a bye. One of two teams on a bye. But you can pick him up, grab him, uh, and hold on to him. Uh, Jalen Hyatt for the Giants in the game before the bye. You know, he had 15.9 fantasy points. Maybe the Giants want to see what they have in the rookie end of season because they're uh, already playing for nothing at this point. So Jalen Hyatt also worth a look uh, at wide receiver. Bob, anybody else? 
No, I think you covered most of them. Like Leonard Fournette says he's ready, Fabs. Uh, again, we've talked about him before, but you know, if you're into speculative invest investments, think about adding him. He's still on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll, you know, some platforms your mileage may vary there, but if he's available, go ahead and snag him, stash him on the bench. Another December type player, especially in a cold weather climate, uh, might be uh, very useful. Uh, some tight ends that you can grab. Uh, Brevin Jordan, Houston had a really good game. Uh, scored almost 10 points, played 51 snaps. Now, of course, this assumes no Dalton Schultz, so keep tabs on Schultz's status. Uh, Gerald Everett has looked good the last couple of weeks. He's not putting up huge numbers, but if I can get low double digits or like a nine from a tight end, I mean, that's not bad uh, if it's not an elite player. Uh, and Everett's got the Broncos this week, who are one of the worst teams in the league against tight ends, so you can pick up and actually start Gerald Everett at the tight end position. You know, going a little bit deeper, I mean, I guess you could go with like a Tucker Craft, although – um, you know, he's got the Giants this week and their their defense mm. has been pretty good against tight ends. Uh, tight end remains a thin position, but there are some out there. Jen Piacenti would tell you uh, that you can get Chiggy with it this week with Chigga Conquo. He's coming on. Yeah, so he, he's starting to come, come around. It, it's taken a long time. Uh, the targets are getting there. The snaps are there. Now maybe uh, we'll see him put up some numbers. He, of course, has. I think it's interesting, Fabs. A lot of these players that we talk about and we have high hopes for you know, and have these conversations in May and June about our lofty expectations. It sometimes takes a little bit of time for them to reach that point. It's like uh, I always say, you know, halfway through the season, well, I'm not wrong yet about players. You know, <laughs> we can carry that all the way through the end of the season and, and move to next year. I'm still not wrong on Juwan Johnson. He's still playing. Uh, and I've been in for like three years. But right. To, so, you know, some of these people are longer term projects and as fantasy managers, we get a little overly enthusiastic or optimistic uh, and, and hope for a little bit more. Yeah, I I, t- I took the L with Juwan Johnson. I've already taken the L with Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know they're they're not all they're not all right, folks. Unfortunately, if they were, I'd be a much richer man. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. Uh, so that's our look at the waiver wire for Week 14. Utilize it, guys, because there's some decent options out there because of all the injuries that went down uh, this past weekend. So make sure you're jumping on that waiver wire. And by the way, even if you're not going to make the playoffs, do not get lazy. Set your lineups because you could affect what happens in the playoffs and who makes the playoffs. Keep that in mind. Somebody else's day. Exactly. I mean, you could always say that, Hey, I beat your ass in week 14 and knocked you out of the playoffs. Maybe that's good enough. Um, Bob, let's look at the the backfield usages from this past week and see what we can, we can learn from it. And we'll start off in the where David Montgomery led the backfield in snaps and touches and Jameer Gibbs had a bad game. Um, is, Is this a sign of things to come or is this backfield just going to be so damn confusing that we just have to start both guys every week and cross our fingers? Start both guys every week and cross your fingers. 36 to 26 snaps. They both ran 14 routes, so David Montgomery is involved in the passing game as Jameer Gibbs, so that's a little concerning. Both had two targets. The 18 to 8 carries was the was the thing that did us in. So, so yeah, I mean, you're still rolling with them, and you're hoping you get the good outcome each week. Yep. Uh, the Texans' backfield bit us in the hiney. Last week, we all thought it was going to be Devin Singletary, and why wouldn't we? He'd been looking very good. And while he did outsnap Damian Pierce, it was only by four. Pierce <clears throat> had 15 touches compared to Singletary's nine, and Pierce had four red zone looks compared to Singletary's one. Have the Texans gone back to Pierce permanently, you think, or is this going to be a committee rest away? 
committee the rest of the way. And, you know, it was interesting. Bobby Slowick, as Damian Pierce was heading back, I think the week he was first got back on the practice field, talked about how this workload was going to be a timeshare and that was their desired outcome. And, and I, I think it is. I think Singletary is impressed enough that he'll keep a role. It won't be Damian Pierce going automatically back to the lead. Uh, but there are going to be times where it looks like it and times where it looks like Singletary has a lead. Uh, and both of them seem to get some goal line chances. So, like, I'm not eager to play either of them because it's a pretty even split and it's not a robust enough running game for me to be excited about or not the kind of high-end outputs that you see in Detroit from those backs on a week-to-week basis. But look, we're getting down to the late part of the season and attrition's been a thing. So, so yeah, you can play either one of them, but uh, be be cautious. And it stinks, too, because they got the Jets coming up next, and that's a good matchup. The Jets aren't great yeah. against running backs. Horrible. And you don't know who to play, uh, and and that's that's a problem. Uh, in Miami, you know who to play, both. Uh, Raheem Mostert played 23 snaps. Uh, Devon Achan only played uh, play 37, but he played a lot in the second half. Uh, he out-touched Mostert 20-12. to 12. But again, the Dolphins <clears throat> basically sat Mostert down for a lot of the second half, and they they let Achan cook in that yeah. offense. I would argue that Achan is the better of the two backs, rest away, younger, more explosive. Uh, guy can take the ball to the house anytime. Not that Raheem can't. Uh, but I'd rather have A-Chan rest of the season than Raheem Mostert, but both guys are startable assets. They've got the Titans this week, Bob. Uh, you got both guys in your lineup? <clears throat> if I have both, they're both in the same lineup. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that's where we're at right now. I think it's hard to hard to sit the two pieces of that offense that has what, you know, 50 some touchdowns or pushing the 50 touchdown mark. Right. Raheem Mostert scoring on a regular basis as well. Um, but yes, I would be playing both of them, and, and it is possible you could have them in the same lineup, and I wouldn't hesitate if I did. Jets backfield. I mean, Brees Hall still dominating. He had 46 snaps played and 19 touches, but Dalvin Cook got a little more burn. You know, he had 10 touches in the game, only 18 snaps played. Any concerns with Brees Hall this week? Yeah. Um, you know, the Jets Jets are a team that is, uh, I, to, to say that they're struggling on the offensive side of the football, um, I mean, that's an understatement. Uh, they've got the Texans this week. Um, any trepidation about Brees Hall? Yeah, tons of trepidation. It hasn't been great. He's been on kind of a, a lousy role, right? So so I'd be dialing back on that. Um, you know, they're not getting a ton of snaps anyway. Um, you're probably still playing him, and he's been carrying you through, you know, in PPR leagues because he's been getting some looks as because yeah. these quarterbacks are dumping down a fair amount. Mm-hmm. So that's the hope what you're hanging your 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 hat on there. And also he's a huge big play threat. I mean, he could break one off at any time. But Robert Sala kind of criticized him last week, heading into last week's game, and said, Look, you gotta do the grimy things, get the grimy yards up the middle and not trying to hit a home run every play. And to his credit, Hall took the, you know, addressed the criticism and said, you know, it's true. And, you know, if, uh, if you're going to be one of the best players on the team, you got to take the coaching. So, so I love his attitude and everything, but boy, this offense is not rolling good. And I'm looking for better options if I have them. This one here hurts because I, I personally made a trade for DeAndre, DeAndre Swift earlier in the season. Uh, and it had worked out really well. Look at his numbers the last few weeks. I mean, they've been bad. Single digits in two of his last three games. Ken Gainwell actually outsnapped him last week. He had 39 snaps played compared to Swift at 28. And Gainwell only had one last touch, eight to seven. He's got the Cowboys this week. My beloveds. Um, Yes, I am excited about that game, Bob Harris. Is DeAndre Swift a guy now that we got to get out of our lineups? Again, you're going to need to check your options very carefully. But everything you said is true. <clears throat> you know, Kenneth Gainwell out snapping him is a concern. Uh, more routes run 32 to 19, five targets each. So, 
I mean, there was, you know, that was fairly even. But the the other problem for Swift is, you know, Jalen Hall or Jalen Hurts is the goal line back there for the most part. So he doesn't get quality looks in the, you know, in fortuitous situations either. So, yeah, it's a huge concern. Uh, and finally, the Steelers. And again, they play on Thursday night against the Patriots, whose defense is still pretty damn good. Uh, they just can't score a point to save their lives. Najee Harris played 36 snaps last week compared to <clears> Jalen <throat> Warren at 26. Uh, Najee had eight more touches. I think Najee's the better of the two players from a fantasy perspective. Warren is certainly more explosive. Uh, not a great matchup this week, though, Bob. I mean, what are we doing with Najee and <clears throat> uh, Jalen Warren this weekend? You're playing the one you have. I mean, I, it's yeah. hard to imagine you have, you know, two or three options better. I'm, you know, I, I think Jalen Warren's still an ideal flex play. Uh, Najee Harris, a, a, a running back two, uh, and hopefully a flex if you have a little more room. But, like, this game this week is five to three. I mean, would you be shocked at the end? The Patriots have been. <laughs> well, five. Like, I mean, I mean, that five would be hard, but, yeah, I guess a so. A safety and a field goal. I mean, you know, no offense, you know, no, no touchdown. So, I, I just, like, it, it would be shocking. The Patriots, what, the last three games they've lost – three games to a total 26 points, I think, and scored against them. It's just been a miserable. So I don't have high expectations on either side of the ball. All right. I love this segment because I get, I get into Bob Harris's head, you know, and, and, and it's a scary place sometimes, but when we're talking fantasy football, it's, it's a wealth of knowledge. Must start or get smart. And I got a lot of big names on this list, Bob. Uh, people are needing our help. Patrick Mahomes is averaging 18.5 points per game this year. That is basically what Jordan Love has averaged. Jordan Love is at right around the same mark. Jordan Love is not a must start. <clears throat> is Patrick Mahomes a must start or is it time to get smart? You're going to have to check your options, right? Don't outsmart yourself in this case. Patrick Mahomes has still been a proven track record. It hasn't been great this year. And the Chiefs offense, if you look at those games, the, that run where they were scoring, what, five points a game in the second half? Second half, yeah. It's concerning, right? So you haven't had that offensive output, and you may have quarterbacks who have risen up and are serving you well. I'm looking at you, C.J. Stroud. I mean, it's entirely possible you were dra a quarterback you drafted fairly late is performing every bit as well. So, again, the, the concern is outsmarting yourself. You know, like we talked about with Jamar Chase, oh, it's a horrible quarterback situation. I'm going to sit a really good player, and that really good player delivers. But he needs everything to go right. So I'm looking at other pieces if I have them. That's where we're at right now. Uh, like, if I got Dak Prescott. I'm open to Oh, yeah. Mahomes on my bench, dude. You know, Mahomes on my bench, and he's staying there, um, especially this <clears> week. <throat> Next up, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert scored 28 <clears throat> points. In week 10 against Detroit, he scored 25 points against Green Bay in week 11. The last two games, he has scored a combined <clears throat> 21 points and change. Not good. Got the Broncos this week. Must start or get smart? Um, Get smart, but again, you, you're, it's going to be tough having better options. You kind of drafted him in the middle range, and so your next quarterback might have been a little later. Um. I do, I do think that, you know, maybe the return of Josh Palmer would help a little bit. Uh, the return of Austin Eckler would help, too. Oh, oh wait, he's been playing. We got to get into that, dude. And I, Austin's my friend. I love Austin. Last three games, Bob, seven points, 9.4 points, 4.7 points. Um, the three games before that, he was over 20 every single game. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not going to ask him. Uh, I'm sure he's frustrated. He's got the Broncos this week. Not <clears throat> start or get smart. Uh, you're playing the name and not the numbers right now if you're playing Austin Eckler, right? That's what you're playing in the name and his history. And you're hoping for him to come up with one of his 
standard games. I'm looking at other options. It's unbelievable, man. I, I, we've had so many superstars not perform up to snuff this season. It's been rough. Um, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Tony Pollard. Pollard has woken up. Last few weeks have been very good. But Bobby's got the Eagles this week. And the last time he played the Eagles, it was not good. Must start or get smart. Uh, I think he's been a get smart play most of this year, right? So check your options, look around. Don't go overboard, right? I think that's the thing. Don't overreact. If you have reasonable options, feel free to play them. But if you, you know, if you're reaching down and, you know, going for second running backs on teams that aren't, you know, if you're looking at Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, he's getting more run. But you've got, I mean, being smart means looking at your options and assessing carefully. Look at those points per game. Go back in your league scoring, you know, stats. And look at a week-by-week basis and see what they're doing and look and see how the spike weeks are affecting the, the score and how likely they are to have a spike week. I don't think this week's a spike week, so be smart. Jameer Gibbs, his yeah. fantasy points have dropped five straight weeks. He's gone from 29 to 26 to 21 to 11 <clears throat> to 6 last week. He's got the Bears this week. Now, the Bears are good against the run, but pass-catching running backs can beat them in half. Must start or get smart, Jameer Gibbs? I, I think he's a get smart too. But again, you check your options carefully, look at that matchup and realize, that, you know, part of the thing about getting smart, Fabs, is, you know, you have to get over the FOMO, the fear of missing out on the breakout game. That's one of the things that makes it hard to, hard to, to bench a big name player is our concern mm-hmm. that we're going to miss out. Well, while we're worried about missing out, we are missing out, right? <laughs> we're missing out on <laughs> product, players who are playing more productively. So again, check your check your players, check your stats. See who's putting up more consistent numbers. That's what you want to play. Uh, Gibbs has not been consistent. All right. Justin Jefferson is expected to be back this week. He's got a matchup, which, and and Justin Fields is matchup proof. I mean, it doesn't matter who he's playing. He's got the Raiders this week in Las Vegas. He hadn't played in a while. We're not sure who the quarterback's going to be. Justin Jefferson must start. Or get smart. You're probably gonna you're gonna start him because you've been dying to start him. But and we know I do agree he's matchup proof. Is he quarterback proof? We don't know that yet. We've only seen him with really you know one with just Kirk Cousins, right? Just exactly. Kirk Cousins, right. So so and we don't know who the starter is going to be. I mean, I hope hope kind of hope it's Josh Dobbs, but do I? I don't know. Uh, you know, I less information on Jaron Hall and Sean Mannion seems like you know the look up journeyman in the dictionary. There he is. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to play him and I'm not going to be able to talk you out of it. And I don't know that I want to talk you out of it because he's Justin Jefferson. I'm, I haven't been a couple of leagues. I'm playing him. Um, I, I'm very interested to see what he can do without Kirk Cousins, but he's an elite guy. So I'm not not overly worried uh, about Justin Jefferson. Next up, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was having another stink bomb and then he scored a late touchdown, finished with 15.9 points. But, Bob, the targets are way down. Like, he was only – I mean, I know eight targets is a lot for a mere mortal. But, like, <clears> Cooper Cup, I mean, we're expecting double-digit targets. Remember when he came back, he started off in his first two games back. He had 21 combined targets. Uh, he had 17 combined targets in the le- next two games. And then after that, 7-1-5-8. and eight. Uh, Puka Nakua has taken a little bit away from Cooper Cup. Uh, they've got the Ra- Ravens this week, dude. That's a bad matchup. Is Cooper Cup a must-start? Or do we get smart? It's hard for me to imagine if you're in a 
league that starts three wide receivers, you're going to have a better option as your wide receiver three than Cooper Cup. I mean, I would, you know, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard for me to envision having the options available to me that would make me comfortable sitting Cooper Cup. If you're in a two receiver league, if you're only starting two and it's like there's not a flex or something, you know, maybe you have developed some options. Maybe a Nico Collins has come on for you that you didn't expect, or maybe you have a tough decision right now between Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen, right? Two guys who, you know, you oh. know can get it done, but yeah. don't necessarily do it every week. So uh, those are going to be the tough decisions. But yeah, in a three receiver league, there's it's probably going to be hard to sit Cooper Cup. All right. Final one. And it's another tough one. I love Garrett Wilson. I think he's super talented. One of the best young receivers in the league. Uh, he's scored eight or fewer points mm -hmm. in two of his last three games, including one game where he scored nine tenths of a point. Uh, right now, we don't know who the Jets quarterback is. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want Zach Wilson back. I didn't want him to lose the job in the. It's Tim Flippin Boyle and Trevor Simeon, for Christ's sake. Just let the kid play. He's going to stink. He ain't going to make the playoffs anyways, and he'll be gone sooner than later. Garrett Wilson, Atlanta this week. It's, oh, excuse me. No, not Atlanta this week. My bad. Atlanta was last week, Bob Harris. Yes. Uh, Jet, what's up? Yes, you are correct. Yeah, I, 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 I went back. Yeah, my my uh, my brain went back to uh, the, the previous week. Houston this week. Uh, their defense has been playing better under Domingo Ryan's. Um, Garrett Wilson must start or get smart. That's going to depend on the quarterback. If, if Zach Wilson somehow decides he's okay to play, I know I'm overplaying the Diana Rossini report from the Athletic says that he doesn't want to go back in the lineup. Robert Sala. Yeah, but I, I don't believe that. I don't either. Robert Sala shot that. it down like, too. I'm sorry, but like, I what is he going to curl into a little ball and go into right. the corner? Like, like how much worse could it get? I mean, he is. He's seen the he he has risen to new depths to quote the great Michael Dokes, uh, the former heavyweight boxer. Uh, so the late great heavyweight boxer. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I, I mean, I, I if he's playing, I'm probably going to be a little more confident. And if he's not playing, I'm going to be digging a little deeper on on that list of options. And it's going to be hard to start Garrett Wilson as a wide receiver three. And wide receiver took a little bit of a hit, you know, with Tank Dell and 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 Christian Kirk not playing uh, potentially this upcoming week. Uh, we know Dell's out for the season, so. Yeah, Garrett uh, Wilson's going to be in a lot of lineups. Let's. I'm about to say something I never thought I'd say in a million years. Let's hope Zach Wilson's back at quarterback for the Jets. <laughs> that's that's how bad it is. That's how bad it is, it is it's man. True though. That is how bad it is. All right. So before we go, remember last week I was talking about Eminem. Oh no. And Toss, you led me down the wrong path. You told me it was some song. It wasn't a song. What's the name of that damn song by Eminem? The one that... The, lose, the, it, lose Yourself. Lose Yourself. Yes. Yes. Lose Yourself. Bob, should I try? Don't. You Stop now. Do Stop now. I mean, you're gonna do it. So, I mean, you're, you you know, never you've never listened to me before. Don't start. Don't start now. I listen but don't to you do all it. the time. I listen to your <laughs> lousy fantasy advice all the time. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> no, it's glorious fantasy advice. But here's the thing: I don't know if I because mm. I don't I like the song, but I don't know if I know it well enough where I actually can get like the rhythm of the song down. So I'd have to listen. If you to have it. to ask yourself that question. I, if you're asking yourself that question, do I know the rhythm of this song well enough? I think you've answered your so, question. So uh, 
You better lose yourself in the music. The moment you own it, you better oh. never let it go. You only got oh. one shot. Don't miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Mm. Mic mm. drop. Mm. Nah. Thank God. <laughs> Don't pick it back up. I, I am a man of my word. It I was, was hey, I, look, I'm not gonna lie. It was, was better. It. it was better. It was way better than I expected, and it was horrible. <laughs> and it was way better than I expected. If I was expecting a one out of ten. It may have been one point five, half. half of, uh, uh, yeah. So, all right. Anyways, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Tosh, you can go ahead and clip that for future shows. Um, yeah, it was not mm. very good. But Bob Harris, the man, the myth, the legend, legendary king. Thanks again. We will be back. On Thursday to preview what should be a scintillating Steelers Patriots game. Can't wait for that. Trubisky against Zappy. <laughs> mm. um, that's going to be a, a show. Um, and we will look ahead at week 14, one week before the fantasy playoffs begin in most leagues and a big game. My beloved Dallas Cowboys tosses beloved Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. I actually might do the show wearing a Cowboys helmet oh, next goodness. week, uh, mm. ne uh, uh, this week, later in the week, mm. Thursday. I might wear the. Maybe for part of the show, I'll wear. I think the Cowboys are wearing the ice, the white one. Wearing the, the Cowboys helmet and wrap. That would be fantastic. That'd be good. Hey, I aim to please. Um, mm. and we aim to please. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Bet Online for Bob Harris, the Legendary King. I am Fabs. Thank you for subscribing. Hit us up on YouTube. All that kind of stuff. We will see you on Thursday. Hit those waiver wires. <laughs>